Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. It is Fantasy Thursday, who to trade for Thursday, who to sell away Thursday, with friend of the pod, Instagram legend in the fantasy space, I would say, Faraz of Upper Hand Fantasy. Welcome back, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm excited. Season's here. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about this stuff, you know, before the season started, but we're in it now. We are in the thick of it. We are definitely in the thick of it. You're starting to get to people right now where they're 0-2, and we were talking about this off camera, where you're finally going to overreact in some ways, right? So like week one, no one's really going to panic yet, but the panic meter starts to, to grow a little bit. Week two, you start 0-2, you look at like a Jamar Chase, and you're like, well, I know Jamar can probably bounce back, but at what cost am I waiting if Joe Burrow's hurt? But then you get into like a week three or week four, which is where we're approaching right now, where the panic meter really starts to hit. So this is the prime spot, I think, where you could begin making trades. So we're going to go through a bunch of the high-level guys, um, people that you want to buy, people that you want to trade away. Um, I want to know your thoughts. I'm going to let you ramble. I know on your podcast, you did this yesterday, yes. if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. So I'm curious to know where you stand on a lot of these guys. All right. Um, but yeah, any, any thoughts early on in fantasy right now in these first couple of weeks? I will say if you are 0-2, don't panic. Right. Okay, don't panic sell. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it seems bleak. You know, if you have a Josh Jacobs, if you have a Jamar Chase, yep. uh, you know, you have a Joe Burrow and you're like, man, what do I do at quarterback? I thought I had these guys. You know, you, you drafted Justin Fields and you're just like, oh man, what do I, don't panic. Right. Okay. Can you keep improving your roster using the waiver wire, explore trades. Don't, don't do anything drastic, like sell Jamar Chase for pennies or anything like that. I just, just, just relax. Yeah. Okay. I, I, there has been times where I have been 0-3, 0-4, and, 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 and won a championship, yeah. okay? Yeah. Because things break right. Sometimes you have injuries early, mm-hmm. but you have a little bit of time to improve your roster so that at like when it matters, yeah, yeah, yeah. you end up making that run because the injury bug might not have hit the teams that are killing it early, yep. but they're going to hit the, those later teams on. later on when it actually matters. Absolutely. So just, just, just relax. Uh, you will likely be fine. Just make the right moves and keep improving your team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as a reminder, if you want to play any DFS, make sure to go to gameday.com slash promotions. You can find anything. I know Underdog has a great promo. I know you work with Underdog, so make sure to get in and on the action with Underdog. But I want to start it off with this, a little segment called What Would It Take? I'm going to name a few players, and I want to know what would it take to trade these guys away or what would it take to trade for these guys? And you could, I guess that'll kind of be a good place to start with in terms of buying or selling away. Um, but let's start with Puka Nakua. What would it take to trade Puka Nakua away or trade for Puka Nakua right now? All right. So right now you could say that uh, he is probably the hottest name in fantasy. Yep. Okay. So which means that inherently his value is going to be the highest. Right. Right. So, you know, when you, when I, if I have Puka Nakua, mm. I am either holding mm. number one, but number two, I am only trying to trade for the top guys right okay so i am packaging puka nakua up i try to i'm trying to do two for ones Uh okay so most likely you can't land a a jamar chase with just puka Mm -hmm. an o and two team might be desperate enough to do that i'm telling you guys not to right but the people who aren't listening might right so what I'm trying to do, though, I'm trying to even go higher than that. Right. I'm trying to go for Justin Jefferson. Jettis or even Tyreek, I'm trying to go to Tyreek Hill. Wow, I'm trying yeah. to go to uh, Christian McCaffrey. Mm. So what I'm doing is I'm taking Puka, mm. uh, and I'm combining that with maybe a Devontae Smith who's been killing it. Really? Yeah. And I will trade that two for one for Justin Jefferson. Why? Because you, you're making that upgrade to the point where it's worth it. Mm. You, you're trading that two for one. Now, 
hopefully you have somebody on your bench that you can slide into your flex if right, you do that, right. right? So because Puko, you weren't banking on him to be a starter for mm-hmm. you. But instead of having two guys who were, you know, most likely going to kill it most weeks, not right. every week like Justin Jefferson right, would, right. you have somebody who is now, you just got the one-on-one yep. on your roster. Uh, same thing with Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Same thing with Tyreek Hill. So me personally, I like to make those two-for-one moves for mm-hmm. like just like absolute studs. Knowing what, knowing exactly what you're going to get from that. Exactly, right. exactly. Because Puka is two weeks in, right? Right. And by the way, okay, if you've been following my content since the Senior Bowl I saw that. You would have uh, had Puka Nakua on That's your team. That's crazy. Let's, let's shout that out because you were actually the first person. So let, let's flashback. Senior Bowl, you called Puka Nakua was looking like a guy. This is before he even had a team, correct? Correct. And what, this, did, this you see, in, what did you see from Puka in like a nutshell? basically what, what you're watching right now on the Rams, that's what I saw. However, mm. like, you know, th- that it wasn't against NFL caliber players right, right. during practice. He had that one senior bowl, senior day practice on that Wednesday. I remember it. I was there. I, had, I shot a bunch of footage and um, I talked to him afterwards mm. and I interviewed him and, and I'm like, listen, like he looked really good. He was like the standout on day one. Wow. We did not see him day two. We did not see him day three. And I think it's because his agent probably was like, Hey, we saw we enough. Saw enough yep. Let's just chill out. Right. And then I looked at the numbers. He was like pretty good at BYU. Number one, number two in yards per route run among all college wide receivers. The only problem was that he just had was a little bit banged up right. throughout his college career. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, there's something here. And then when the Rams drafted him, I'm like, all right, well, this is a team that could use a wide receiver. And I predicted before the season started, when they when the draft happened, that he would be starting for them in three wide receiver sets. That was my prediction. Now, now you I, didn't expect this level. Not even close. Your horn. You called that one way, way earlier than anyone else because I got it from you actually. So week zero, we did uh, right before the season, we did like players that we think might break out, players to watch. Puka was the guy that I had mentioned and I saw it because your senior bowl video a long time ago. And just looking at opportunities, you look around the league, obviously guys that are filling in for, you know, obviously a hole like Cooper Cup who wasn't playing. So shout out to you because I got my information from you. Perfect. You had your information from the get-go. So props to, to Farad, dude. Thanks, you were, man. You I, I appreciate Puka. it. Well, and, and if you're, you know, if you play Dynasty too, mm. like he was an easy, like fourth, fifth round rookie pick too. Yeah. So like, I'm glad that a lot of people were able to get him on their rosters. So from my understanding, you, if you're a Pukunakua owner, you are looking to move him right now. I, I am, but I'm only shooting for those top only guys. Only if you get those and, guys. And here's why. I think when Cooper Cup comes back, he does not turn into a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Cooper, He's not playing the Cooper Cup role right, right now. Right. Cooper Cup is a slot guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's playing majority, around 60% of his routes are from the slot. Mm-hmm. Pukunaku is playing a majority of his routes on the outside, kind right. of that Robert Woods role. Right, right. But Robert Woods was never the target earner that Pukunaku mm-hmm. was over the first two weeks of the season. So Pukunaku can still be very, very fantasy relevant. Potential top... 18 wide receiver, even with Cooper Cup there. You see how Matthew Stafford's balling right oh, now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's making 2-2. If, if, if he can make 2-2 Atwell relevant right now and, totally. and, and completely startable in week three, then I think he could do the same thing for Cooper Cup and, to, and uh, Puka Nakua. Well, I want to go through a few guys in the range of rest of season outcomes. Um, I'm going to name a bunch of players, and I want you to say, are you going to take Puka Nakua over them rest of season or this player? Right? right. And then maybe you have some others to throw in. But would you rather Puka Nakua edition, Chris Olave? Chris Olave. Easily? Yeah, pretty easily. Because he is the clear number one wide receiver on his team. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. He is somebody who can easily break out this year. And he has the real talent and profiles as a wide receiver one on his team. So, Mm. yes, I'm going Chris Olave over Puka. Then I feel like I know where you're going to go with some of these. A.J. Brown. 
I'd rather have AJ Brown as well. Uh, I, I would I would trade Poganokua for AJ Brown one for one, and you can do that right now. Uh, Devontae Smith has been the number one wide receiver right. over the first two weeks of the season for the Eagles. Um, the Eagles haven't even, you know, they're still working out some kinks with mm. their offense. So um, AJ Brown is somebody that I'm definitely taking over Puka the rest of the season. Well, what about his running mate, Devontae Smith? Devontae Smith too. I mean, you know, I, I personally, I would, if I have Devontae Smith, then I want to package him up right now. Um, but I do think that AJ Brown's going to have his games too. Mm. Um, so that's an, that's a little bit of an iffy one for me. Um, I think I still lean Devontae Smith just because he's such a, such a good wide receiver. Um, he's going to have his games and this is his third year, man. He could break out and he's, he's already looking like he's going to do his thing. This and the year. value was there on him as well. You got him what, maybe in like the fourth round and yep. he's, he could outproduce AJ Brown. So that's a, it's tough because what it seems like is these guys that you know, what are, you know what they're capable of almost is what you'd prefer, right? Versus with Puka, he's amazing right now. But it's the he could still be somewhat relevant if Cooper Cup comes back. If Cooper Cup is healthy, if he's not, he can still be that guy. But like it's all the ifs, the what ifs, exactly, right? Exactly. But these other guys, you're like, I know what I'm getting, and I, you'd prefer that. I don't think Pukunaku is going to out target Cooper Cup when he comes back, right? Right. So I don't think this becomes like an AJ Brown, Devontae Smith type of situation where you never know who's going to be the number one. I think Cooper Cup's going to be the clear number one when he comes back. He's going to continue to do his thing at a high level, mm -hmm. which is why I'd rather take those guys who we know are potentially elite wide receivers. Okay, then I'll I'll jump a little bit further down because I think I'll know I'll know where you'll go with Keenan Allen and Jalen Waddle, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, uh, give me give me Puka. Yeah, give me Puka because I think his floor. I think when even when Cooper com comes mm -hmm. back is going to be around where Brandon Ayuk is going to be ranked. Mm. Um, he had a great you know uh, first week. But, you know, it was a situation where that team that he played played a lot of man coverage. And right. when you look at the splits between Ayuk and Debo, when they each of them do well and when mm -hmm. they get targeted is the, the high percentage of zone defense, defensive mm -hmm. teams. That's when Debo shines and mm -hmm. the opposite for Ayuk. So, you know, we're going to see those back and forth games. I'm a huge Brandon Ayuk fan. Yep. But, you know, this is a situation where the ball is going to be spread around a lot. Totally. And last but not least, George Pickens. Oh, this is, this is not even close. This is a puka. Puka, not even close, dude. If, if you know, George Pickens, to me personally, like, he, I'm selling him this yeah, week. Yeah, I don't want him at all. Yeah, I'm selling him this week after that big play that he had. Um, that Steelers offense is yeah. just looking atrocious right now. I'm hoping they, they can get rid, of, get, get rid of Matt Canada. Um, you know, they can get a new offensive coordinator in there right now because it's it's looking really bad. But even if George Pick, even if Matt Canada did go, because I, I agree, the offense, it's just so bland. It's yeah. so vanilla. But if, even if Matt Canada did go, I don't know if I have that much faith in Kenny Pickett to be able to turn George Pickens into someone that might outproduce Pukunakua. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I, we know Matthew Stafford can create these elite wide receivers. He's done it with Marvin Jones. He's done it with Kenny Galladay, right? He's done it with other guys. We've seen him do it with Cooper Cup. And Robert Woods, like you said, was what? A top 24 wide receiver with Cooper yeah, Cup at that, that exactly. whatever year that was. So yeah. interesting. Okay. So you're taking bottom line with Puka Nakua. If you have Puka in fantasy, either you package him for one of these top six guys, because I guess would Amon Ra be like at that six range? I would say you? so. My only concern with Amon Ra, he has the toe injury right Which, now. Is that turf toe? It's turf toe. Mm. Yeah. And they put a steel plate into his shoe um, during the game. Right. Um, so that, that, seems to, that seems to indicate like a clear turf toe injury. And he didn't practice yesterday you know, and on Wednesday. So that is, you know, I don't like trading for injured players. Um, especially because when you trade for Amon Ra, you're gonna you're gonna trade for him at a premium level. Yeah. Where as of right now, he's not at a premium level. By the way, when we talk about Puka Nakua, 
being traded for these guys that mm. we're talking about, it's not because Pukunakua might be the, the, as good of a player as them. Totally. It's because you got to take advantage of the perceived value. Bingo. Right? That's what it comes up. That's, that's what it's all about. Bingo. Yeah, I think that's the number one thing. I was in trade talks last night, specifically between, for, for Jamar Chase, we were talking about. And the number one thing that I keep trying to mention is there's perceived value and there's actual value, right? 100%. And perceived value is your sweet spot in fantasy. It's what's your everything is built on that perception. And I think Pukunuku is a guy right now where people are going to look at those numbers and, and, and overvalue it. A little 100%. Bit. Well, I got a few other guys in what would it take? Um, what would it take to trade Kyron Williams right now? Oh man. Uh, to trade, trade him away. Trade him away. Uh, you better get a lot because I have him ranked as the RB six on the week mm. this week. Well, what about rest of the season? Uh, so see, there's a thing. What do the Rams do? I don't, they have nobody. Yeah. They, they traded away cam makers. They are, the Kyron Williams is literally the only guy that they should be putting on the field. Zach Evans is not somebody that I was a fan of coming into the NFL. Mm. I don't think, you know, he slid, he slid for a reason. So Kyron Williams is looking like an RB1 rest of the year. And if somebody is, if you're going to trade him away, you need, to, and again, perceived value. Right now, a lot of people have lost running backs. Mm. They don't have Saquon right now. Nick Chubb is out for the season. Uh, Aaron Jones is still banged up. He didn't practice yet. Austin Eckler still banged up. He might be out for another week or so, even after this week. So this is a situation where running backs are at a huge, uh, isn't they're, they're not a commodity at all. Yep. Wide receivers might be, but running backs, super valuable. Super. So if I'm trading away Kyron, I better get back a maybe a low-end RB1, like maybe an Aaron Jones, mm. somebody who you know is going to have a role, even though he's hurt right now. And if you're 2-0, maybe you can manage it. But there's a chance that Kyron is a better value rest of the season for, for, from Aaron Jones because of the fact that He's so involved in the receiving yep. game. That offense is clicking. Mm. Um, there are, but if you can get an established RB1, I'd, I'd be willing to do that. Maybe package him up with somebody yep. to get an Austin Eckler. Totally. Right, who's banged up right now. And that that 0-2 team who has Eckler can use Kyron Williams Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. And I, the way I kind of look at a lot of these trades, especially when it comes to Kyron and Puka, and I think it's a good segue between both of them, is you added these guys on the waiver wire. If you want to, hold your bias on how they've performed. I totally understand it. But essentially, if you're trading a two for one with Kyron or with Puka, you're just trading that one player. And yeah. that's like, in a way, obviously that's not actually how it is because they provided you value in the short term. But if you package, like you said, a Puka Nakua and a Devante Smith and you're able to get a Jettis, you just traded Devante Smith essentially for Jettis. Exactly. Because week one, you didn't have Puka Nakua. Right. So you've been able to upgrade. And I think that's an easy, uh, an easy way to almost justify trading away when you have bias with some of your players. And sometimes it's okay to overpay, by the way. Yeah. This, that might seem like an overpay for Justin Jefferson, you know, but I'm willing to do it because you're getting your guy Absolutely. who's going to kill it every week. Two more. What would it take to trade Tyreek Hill? Trade away. Trade um, away. I, I need to get a lot, dude. Like he's literally one of the most hits. Him, CMC, and Justin Jefferson is the three most valuable players in fantasy right now. Um, so it's going to take a lot, man. It's similar to Justin Jefferson, mm. similar to Christian McCaffrey in terms of what kind of value that you want. So, uh, you know, uh, give me, um, I, would, I would love to get uh, an A.J. Brown plus, uh, Devontae Smith plus. Mm. Um, you know, I would love, to, see for me personally, if I'm trading away Tyreek, it's because I'm 0-2 mm. and I don't have depth. I lost the running back. So give me a maybe a low-end wide receiver one mm -hmm. or a high-end wide receiver two, like maybe a Keenan Allen, mm -hmm. plus maybe a Kyron Williams or plus maybe a, um, you know, some other running back that can fill in for me because I lost Nick Chubb or I lost one of these other running yeah. backs, you know? That's, I would have to do that. I would have to get two high-end players for, for Tyreek that would legit fill in slots for me. But if I'm good on depth, mm -hmm. 
I'm not doing it. I'm not trading him one for one for anybody. Yeah. I'm literally going to... I have to break down Tyreek Hill into two good players. Yeah, I think you could either even get three out of there, right? Like, you might have someone that lost... If they have Tyreek as their only, you know, player, I think Jettis is a really good example. In one of my leagues, there's a guy who's 0-2. Jettis is really his only player. Now, he got lucky with uh, Jerome Ford bidding $96 of his... You know, that's 96% of his fab. Um, but when I look at Jettis, it's like... You don't want to trade your top tier guys, but that's where perceived value and actual value comes in. The perceived value of Justin Jefferson is obviously massive, but at the same time, you're really attached to that 101 pick. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you need that depth, right? Which is what you just mentioned. So it's really interesting. I wouldn't want to trade away Tyreek. I agree with you if unless you needed. Now, I will spot. say that I, I don't like breaking down an elite player into three players because it dilutes the value a little bit. Mm. And, and usually... Those three players end up not being weak winners, right? Totally. So, like, I rather if I'm going to trade away someone like Tyreek or Jefferson mm. or or McCaffrey, if I'm zero two, I, I want to get two really really good players rather than one really good and then maybe two not not as good, not as high end players because of the fact that only one of those guys might be weak winners for right. you. You right. know, well. I want to go into sell high targets right now. We got uh, a bunch of people throwing in some comments on TikTok. As a reminder, make sure you go to gameday.com slash promotions. Get in on any of the DFS action. We're also here with Faraz of Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram. Massive. Like, absolutely massive. Make sure to go check him out. He has, what, five podcasts, six podcast episodes a week. I mean, there's not many people in the game as knowledgeable as we talked about called Puka Nakua at Senior Bowl, that he was going to be a guy. So definitely someone to go check out, Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram. That's your number one account. Has TikTok, has Twitter as well, but that's a number one account. Um, you could also, you got a new website, I saw, right? Yeah, you can get in on website, yeah. Come uh, subscribe or ask you questions direct. So you don't have sure. to come to this podcast and listen to this just to, to get for Exactly, rankings, waiver wire rankings, fab, you know, guidance, all that kind of stuff. Totally, sure. so make sure to submit your questions. We'll get to them um, at the end. We're going to do some sell high targets, players to trade away, and buy low targets, players to trade for. So I have a bunch of people on my list. I'm curious to know, is there three people on either end that really come to mind that you're like, I want to trade for this player right now, or I want to trade this player away right now? Uh, I mean, I think the obvious buys right now are Jamar Chase and Josh Absolutely. Jacobs. Yep. Uh, Josh Jacobs just underperformed, man. Last week, he couldn't even get above zero rushing yeah. yards, right? Um, but it was, a, you know, it was a tough matchup in terms of, you know, the Bills, they were playing in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. It was at home. You know, the, the Bills were just completely control that game they had right. nothing going on josh james is still getting really really good utilization right now mm. rb1 type of utilization so you can get him cheap he could potentially be a top five top six running back the rest of the way mm. uh and you know they're playing the steelers this week at home uh i don't remember if it's in pittsburgh or if it's in vegas but either way you know we saw what it's in vegas i believe yeah you know we saw what jerome ford did last week yep. you know he was able to get those runs against them so there is a a, a world here where josh jacobs breaks out this week mm -hmm. and you just grabbed him you had to grab an low. rb1 for cheap yep right so because of the utilization this is not a timeshare mm. this is josh jacobs show so this offense is going to get right they're going to get jacoby back Devonta adams also got the concussion but hopefully you know all the pieces will be there and this offense can turn it around just a little bit you mentioned josh jacobs and, and jamar chase now given what it might take to get either one who would you rather go trade for josh jacobs is much easier to get i, I think personally you know also jamar chase like i want to grab him but there is the little bit of a scare with the with the calf injury for mm. joe burrow right mm -hmm. it's funny because Chase said, you know, when this injury just initially happened, he's like, hey, yo, Joe, like, just wait sit until, out, like, yeah, yeah, sit out. You know, we'll be good to, like, week five. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. just, just you, you'll be fine. And and I, I was laughing when that happened, but it's kind of true because he just re-aggravated it right. last week. And now 
you know, if he, I personally think he needs to sit this week, mm-hmm. um, you know, because of what I've seen out there is like, if he plays and we aggravates, he's going to have to go on short term IR mm-hmm. four to six weeks, you know, and that's going to hurt yep. T Higgins and Jamar Chase, right? So you want Burrow to just get right mm-hmm. so that he could be, you know, good to go for the rest of the year. So that is the caveat where, you know, you obviously the upside is there with Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. but you have to be a little bit more risk tolerant totally. in order, in order to do that. Totally. Um, but Josh Jacobs is the cheaper guy. You can get him. Uh, right now because he just hasn't performed in the first two weeks if you need a running back so many people do i think he is the primary target i would say um now there is another wide receiver that i'm trying to buy and that's christian watson right now christian watson obviously is hurt he's banged up the good thing with the packers with injuries is that they take their time right like they don't let guys come back on the field when they're not like 120 Mm percent um so that's why he was able to kill it last year coming off the hamstring injury he killed it right away yep right so now what were the questions surrounding Christian Watson coming into the year? Well, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Right. You know, Jordan Love is his quarterback. Huge question mark there, right? And he looks. But now everyone's trying to get Jordan Love, Jordan Love off the waiver wire yeah. right now because he's doing his thing. He's being he's efficient. Um, he week one, Romeo Dubs, two touchdowns. Yep. Week two, Jaden Reed, two touchdowns. Christian Watson, he's a touchdown king. Last yep. year he did his thing. A lot of people said, okay, well, touchdown regression is coming. You know, all he does is score touchdowns. But well, even if he, he, we had, what, nine last year? What do he have? He had some absurd number in like a few. In just a few games. Okay, but I understand that. Like, sure, like he scores a lot of touchdowns. Without the touchdowns, he wouldn't be anything. How? Oh, hold on. 2.26 yards per route run last year. Okay. That was only second among all rookies behind Chris Olave. Mm. Okay. So, and when you hit that two yards per route run threshold as a rookie mm-hmm. with 250 routes minimum, listen, those guys. That little data set right there, huge chances of being top 24 wide receivers for multiple seasons. And on top of that, you have at least, most of those guys have at least one top 12 season or maybe more. So he's just somebody to bet on in general. Yep. And now that you know the quarterback situation is good, I think he can walk in and just be their clear wide receiver one at this point. What are you offering for Christian Watson then? Garrett Wilson. You think someone takes that, though? I feel like Garrett Wilson's value has... Now, granted, he had a great game against the Cowboys, and you could almost use the leverage of, hey, look what he did against that fantastic defense. But I'm worried that everyone is so concerned yeah. naturally about what Zach Wilson is. Well, well, you you have... You know, that's your mindset. That's mm-hmm. my mindset. Mm-hmm. I would never do that, right. right? If I had... But you're hoping someone... Yeah, right? Like, right. You, you, those are the type of offers that you throw out there because mm-hmm. you want to start low when you're throwing these offers out. Okay, cool. You don't want Garrett? Uh, how about... How about Drake London? Uh, you concerned about him still? Yeah, I, I am personally because yeah. I'm trying to get rid of him right now. I'm trying to get rid of Garrett. I'm trying to, trying to get rid of uh, uh, Drake London, trying to get rid of DJ Moore. But these are all the type of guys that you could potentially throw out there for totally. Christian Watson, um, you know, who still didn't get a full practice yet, limited practice on Wednesday. Mm. Uh, so he's somebody that, you know, you know, you might want to just throw some stuff out there. You know, George Pickens, right? Some, a lot of people are high on George Pickens. Right. So the confirmation bias happened on, you know, just this past week. So if you have someone like that who drafted Christian Watson, they're 0-2, they need someone to play this week, they're not sure if Watson will play because he didn't get a full practice in, mm-hmm. there are ways to do this. Maybe a little bit of two-for-one. Two like if, if Garrett isn't enough, maybe you throw in another wide receiver three for him for, as an upgrade. Mm. Uh, somebody who, who played well last week and might not be a season-long type of asset. Yeah, I think we're right in prime territory of the two-for-ones right now. I agree. Because these 0-2 teams are like, well, you know what? I got this guy who's really good, but I need a little bit more depth. I need someone in my flex. I think a lot of leagues have also gone to two flex leagues. Um, and that's really where you're going to shine is 
being able to do these two for ones. Like you said, three for one waters it down. Three for one, if you're receiving the one, is probably your best bet, but you don't really want to receive three people that's going to water down yeah. your number one guy. A few people on my sell high targets uh, list, and I'm kind of curious your thoughts, would be Brian Robinson, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift, and I had Kyron Williams on that list only, and I'm not trying to trade Kyron, and I see some comments talking about Kyron. I'm not trying to trade him, but if I can get a surefire thing on a better offense, I would. So those are some people I'm targeting. I'm curious to know your thoughts on Brian Robinson, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift. George Pickens was on my list as well, but we talked about I him. think all, the, all, all those guys are sells. I agree with you on yep. all of them. I think Brian Robinson, he he overachieved for his, for his opportunity last mm. week. This week, you know, I have a feeling that this is an Antonio Gibson game. And, you know, the, the, the difference between Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson is basically playing the J.D. McKissick role mm. where he's just coming in on passing downs, that sort of thing. But if you look at this week, they're playing against the Bills. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, a situation where if the Bills end up, do, end up going up and they have to come back in the fourth quarter, it's going to be a lot of Gibson. I'm not saying Gibson's going to put up numbers. And it wouldn't start him in fantasy. But opportunity will But be he it. would take away from Brian Robinson right. in this game potentially. Right. So that's my concern there. Um, I think Brian Robinson is a much better player this year than he was last year. Um, in terms of fantasy, he has a lot more value than mm. last year because the difference between, I think he had like a, more than 80% of the rushing, the, the running back rushing share last week, mm. um, which is very significant. So he is a legit RB2. However, because he overperformed last week with the two touchdowns, I think this is a situation where you take advantage of that. Raheem Mostert, same thing. Uh, Drew Rosenhaus, who is Jeff Wilson's agent, said that uh, Jeff Wilson should be good to go mm -hmm. uh, in week five. So when he's back coming off of IR, this is going to be a split yep. straight up. And it's possible that Jeff Wilson ends up taking the 1A role mm -hmm. in this backfield, as a lot of us thought he would. So he, you know, Raheem Mostert coming off the big game. This is somebody who can help a lot of teams over the next two weeks. Totally. If you're 0-2, you need a running back. Raheem, I'll take Raheem Mostert if I'm 0-2. Totally. Um, and I'll give up something just for the short-term gain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Raheem Mostert's the, the type of player where his <coughs> Jeff Wilson there, obviously, as you mentioned, Devon H. and they wasted capital on that. They were interested in Jonathan Taylor. Like, this is your prime spot, I feel like, to trade Raheem Mostert after a good game. Now, he could have another good game this, you know, at home um, against Denver. Denver, what did... Well, Brian Robinson just came off a, a great game. So he could have another great game and you could probably wait. Are you waiting after, you know, this coming week or are you trying to do it right I'm now? I'm trying to do it now because you got to think about the other... Per whoever you're trading him to, you got to think about their perspective. Mm -hmm. Like if you trade after week three, the other person knows that they only have one week left right. of Mostert, right? But you got to trade him now so that he has some value. Mm. After this week, he's not going to have as much yeah, value, right? Down, because yeah. his water is... You always got to think about what the mindset is of another person. And I always say, like, everyone asks me, like, hey, who should I... Who, who should... I have this guy, like, who should I trade for? It's like, all right, well... What do you need? What does the other person need? Like, yeah. like, hey, I'm trying to trade away this wide receiver. I'm like, okay, why don't you go around your league and see who needs a wide receiver? Yes. And then now look at the running backs that they have. Mm -hmm. Oh, they have a couple extra running backs here. Okay. So let me go look at what they have. Oh, they have two tight ends. Oh, they have Sam Laporta. Oh, okay. Let me try to maybe totally. grab Sam Laporta and this guy. So I say, I say you work backwards, mm. right? You look at who needs what you're trying to give away yep. and go from there. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. Let's move into some like players to trade for. Buy low. Obviously, you mentioned Jamar Chase and Josh Jacobs. Two major guys to buy. Obviously, there is the concern there with Jamar Chase because of Joe Burrow. I think it's still worth the gamble. <laughs> I agree. Because it's Shamar Chase, and you could potentially... I, is Kyle Allen even the backup? Who's this? No, no, it's some other dude. Who's the, who the fuck it's is some that? other dude. 
just that's it. It's just some dude, which <laughs> some other dude at this point might be better than Joe Burrow because of the health. Do we even know? I yeah, mean, no, I, I, have, I have it pulled up right here because I was while I was driving here, I, I was wondering, I was like, wait, who the hell? Fantasy and driving. That's the type of dedication. Dude, you see I was other, in so much traffic. Guys. This is New York City, man. I was in so much traffic. It's not even funny, man. Angles. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you got, I don't have Let's it up anymore. See. I don't even know who this guy is. I'm not even joking. You, okay. Who What's is it? it? I think he was at Washington. Could you guess? No. Jake Browning? Jake Browning, yeah. There was you go. that Washington? I have no idea. So, Washington. So, Let's so fucking go. There you, there you go. This is the concern. This is like, 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 those, like those games you guys play. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm addicted to those, by the way. I see him. I'm just like, all right, I can't scroll. Out of this. <laughs> I this appreciate is so, that. So good. <laughs> um, yeah, th those two guys you're obviously traded for. Uh, some other guys. I'm going to name a few. Curious to know your thoughts right. on them. Also, I see the comments. We're going to get to all these comments afterwards when we're finished. As a reminder, Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram, one of the gurus in the fantasy space. Make sure to go check out his content. He does amazing stuff. He's come on the podcast a ton. We love him. Um, AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne, Rashad White, even though he had a good game, Damian Pierce, which is a, 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 a ruffled feather one because I know the fantasy community is, is some are saying buy, some are saying sell. And then Jalen Waddle. What are some players on that list that could stand out to you? I am, like, I'm I am trading for these I'm guys. trying to get as far away from Damian Pierce as possible. <laughs> okay. Um, the, here's the problem. I uh, love him as a player. Yeah. Okay. I think he's, he had one of the best rookie seasons last year. He was, the, he was one of the most efficient rookie running backs last year. However, he's in a three-man backfield. And this is not a good situation. Houston's looking to pass the ball, dude. Mm. Like, like, see, CJ Stroud's looking good, too. He they have, great, they, yeah. He's making these wide receivers fantasy relevant yep. as a rookie in the first couple of games. Nico Collins doing his thing. You know, you got the rookie doing it. So it's like, he's in a situation where Devin Singletary's getting too much run. You know, now, if you're buying Damian Pierce, what you're doing is saying that, okay, I'm buying him, and I'm assuming that he wins out, and, and Devin Singletary ends up turning to a pumpkin at some point. Will that happen? I don't know. Like, we haven't seen any evidence of that. Yeah. And now, they have other running backs playing the passing down role now. Right. So it's like, Three-man backfield, I'm staying away. I'm trying to move him right now. I want to say, like, hey, does any – in my group chat for the from, from my league, mm. I'm like, hey, does anybody want to buy Damian Pierce low from me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I'm even willing – because here's what I'll say. I agree yeah. with all that. The, the issue is you're missing three starting offensive linemen. Yeah. Last week, they were down 14 nothing before I think the offense even took the field, right, because of the yeah. pick. So game script automatically was negatively impacting him. Last year, he didn't have that much, you know, passing work. And obviously, in the preseason, he did. And that hype hasn't carried over. But he was still a formidable RB2 last year. Oh, yeah. Last year was great because so, he was the only guy on the early downs. That, exactly. that was my issue. Like, Devin Singletary now is eating into the early down work. That's my concern. This is not a Josh Jacobs situation where he's the only guy. So I know that once things get better, he'll get all the work. Fair. With Pierce, even if a po even in a positive game script, I think he's kind of capped out at like 15 carries because Devin Singletary is going to take mm. nine of those carries away. Yep. That's my concern with Damian Pierce. And if, that, that if there wasn't another running back taking carries away, even if there was a passing down back, I'm cool with it. Mm -hmm. But if, Because if there's it, another guy there that's taking early down work like Devin that, Singletary. That's my problem. Interesting. Yeah. I also don't know what you can get for Damian. I'd rather, like you probably, <laughs> got him in the fourth it's true it's true like around that range was kenneth walker travis Etienne, like and and so many people were hit or miss on travis Etienne yeah. and kenneth walker um and damian pierce was there i don't think you're gonna get much i think he's maybe, probably, is he a hold for you yeah well he's a hold only because i'm not gonna get anything and at so least well. from and the running backs are there's terrible running backs right now yeah. like brian robinson is a top five running back in yeah. fantasy <laughs> raheem mostert is a top six running back in fantasy yeah. like the regression to the mean is coming so i just don't 
I see why you would want to trade him. I totally agree with all that. I just don't think you're going to get enough. So it's I totally. think it has to be a hold. The only way I'll trade Damian Pierce is if um, another uh, another manager in my league is super desperate for a running back. Mm. And that's where they might end up paying something for him. You know how I, I said I don't love like George Pickens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll buy George Pickens for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson, who's going to miss three weeks. Um, maybe hey, you were high on DJ. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, maybe you want to put, put in something a little bit extra for that. But you have to be patient. You have to be 2-0 to make that type of move. Totally. Well, that's a good segue into ETN because ETN had a great week one. Week two wasn't as good. Volume's there. Tank Bigsby didn't do absolutely a single thing. Nope. What are you even trading? Uh, so let me rephrase. Is ETN a buy low? I think so. Or is I he a so. buy in general? He's I think he's really a buy in low. general. I, I love what I saw from him in week one, and it really wasn't about um, the production. It was really about the opportunity. Tank Bigsby wasn't involved at all. Mm. He's gotten the goal line carries. He's getting. He's being more. He's being utilized in the receiving game a little bit more, running more routes, um, and he's getting the, the lion's share of the rushing work. Mm. So we, we're expecting this offense to take a step forward this year, and right. we saw some of that in week one. Um, week two wasn't as good. Uh, you know, the wide receivers were a little bit banged up too. Calvin really should be fine. So, you know, once he's in that groove, um, I think that ETN is going to have his games, you know, and I was somebody who wasn't high on ETN coming mm -hmm. into the year because I thought Bigsby might take some of that receiving work, some of that goal line work. And we could see him, yeah, you I know, think he still might, he could still increase his, his role a little bit, but it seems like they're in on ETN as being their guy. Yep. Um, so now I've, I've flipped the script a little bit and I do think that we, people should be trying to acquire ETN. That's a, yeah, ETN's one of those guys where I don't know where the perceived value is. Yeah. Because he's had a, he had a great week one, but people I, feel, I still think have Tank Bigsby in the back of their head. My only thing with ETN last year was that he had all the opportunity in the world and, and he, he, un he yeah. underperformed, yeah. you know, and I'm hoping that doesn't happen this year. And if you do get him, you know, in this landscape, I think, you know, it's worth it because the run running backs is just dropping like flies right now. Yeah, and there's that, that actually brings me to a thought of Javante Williams, mm -hmm. where Javante is a guy who coming into the offseason, you knew, okay, Sean Payton has had an RB1, 10 straight years, that yep. great factor. Like, it's going to be Samaj P. Ryan or Javante Williams. Javante's come back from injury. I'm going to maybe draft both. I'm going to stick with one of them. Well, Javante, yes, did they have more? Uh, Samaje, I believe, had more work in week two. In week one. In week one. Week two, Samaje hardly even got a carry right. in that game. I think he only had one carry, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, it seems like Javante is a clear one. Is Javante a buy for you then? You know, I think so. There's a little bit of risk there mm. because of the fact that he's coming off a very bad injury. Yep. Um, and could he get hurt again? Yeah, he can. Uh, but the way that this split is looking it's looking like Javante is going to be the guy. As long as he doesn't get hurt, I think that this could be a situation where they start ramping up his work a little bit more mm -hmm. and more and more because of the fact that Samaj P. Ryan hardly got work totally. in week three and, and, and Jaleel McLaughlin coming out of nowhere uh, you know, and getting you know, work here and there as well. You, know, you would think that it, that would be all Samaj P. Ryan. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I, I do think so because I think that the work that he's getting right now is startable, like yeah. borderline RB2-ish. Um, uh, I'm talking about um, Javante here, yeah, yeah. and then, but I think moving forward, if his if his uh, work starts increasing a little bit, this offense looking okay. It's, uh, better days are coming, I think. Now uh, I don't know. Russ if is looking okay. Yeah, he looks better. You know, so it's not, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, I think Javante again. It's like we've talked about, like the running backs. There's there's maybe three that you feel comfortable with at the top: CMC, Bijan, and I don't even know. Like who is there? Another running back out of the gate that you're like, you know what? They are my clear cuts at the top. Because after that, it goes to like a mid-tier, a low-tier. I'm not even saying like RB, uh, RB1 or RB2. It's like... Those high-end RB1 type high of guys. Those high-end. Yeah. Like it's mid, not that many. low. Like it's, it's such because, a Because, you know, Chubb was there. 
Saquon was there. And you now know, they're not. Yeah, they're not anymore. Yeah, so it's it's there's not many other running backs that I feel comfortable with. So Javante's a guy that I would that's why I'm saying that with Damian Pierce, right? With Damian Pierce, I don't I don't want him on my team, but yeah. I may not have a choice. So I'm gonna there are better days. Javante hasn't popped off yet. He was the RB one that like everyone wanted him to be uh coming out of college. They were like the usage, yada yada, Sean Payton. So um, I think better days are coming for Javante. There are a lot of questions. There are 140 people in here um, submitting questions. So um, everyone submit some questions, some trade questions. We got Upper Hand Fantasy Faraz. Don't even call him Upper Hand Fantasy. His real name <laughs> is fucking Faraz. Um, on Instagram, make sure to check him out. He does amazing content. He has six podcasts a week, waiver wires. So much stuff to help you win your league. You could also ask him questions, but now's your chance without having to go through the paywall to ask him some questions. So make sure to drop some questions, some trade ones. I'll shout you guys out. We'll get some uh, some questions going. I will um, say though, say you know, you can still ask me questions on my posts on my Instagram. So you like, do answer those. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm sitting there as I post. I'm sitting there answering questions for a good 10, 15 minutes, and I, I fire them off. So so I'm just all right. This is this know. is an interesting one. Um, should I be? And we talked briefly about it. Should I be shopping players like Kyron Williams and Nico Collins? Yeah, I think so. I mean, everyone has a price, you know. Um, you know, and, or and it, riding with them. It, rest it really, season, it really depends what you need. You know, I think Nico Collins is like shaping up to be a one of the waiver, uh, one of the you know draft day values right now. Mm. I think he's going to continue to operate as the number one wide receiver. I don't think that Tank Dell overtakes him as the number one wide receiver. The thing with that separates, you know, Robert Woods is getting targets too. Yep. The thing that separates Nico is that he's getting targeted downfield. He's getting targeted in the end zone. Um, and that's what separates him. Even if he gets a similar target share as those guys, the A dot is way higher. Mm. The air yard share is way higher. And the red zone usage is just going to be higher as well. So he's somebody that we identified before the season as somebody who needs a quarterback. Right. Because, right. Uh, you know, if you just look at his play, he's a separator. He can even separate against zone too. So he can find those, uh, those soft, soft spots. So from what I've saw from CJ Stroud over the first two weeks, like I'm, I'm keeping him because of the fact that I don't think that people are high enough on him just yet. Yep. They think that this is just a flash in the pan mm. these first two weeks, um, but he's looking good, man. Yeah, so he looks I'm, great. I think I'm holding Nico for now until he has a few more weeks that he can put together. Mm. And then maybe at that point, it's like, all right, Nico Collins is here to stay. Now his perceived value is way higher. That's when I would trade him yep. at that point. Kyron Williams is, a, you know, I would potentially look at him right now. Yeah. He, you know, like... Is he, you know, look at the first two weeks. Just look at the game log for the first two weeks, the fantasy points that he scored. That is super tradable. And I'm not saying that, listen, he's my RB6 on the week for this week. However, you might want to just take advantage just to throw some offers out there, mm -hmm. see what you can get. Totally. You know, can you get these high-end players? Like, can you package him up with another wide receiver and get Bijan, yep. right? Which would be crazy. I mean, listen, Kyron Williams plus... You know, somebody needs a running back. Oh, somebody needs a wide receiver, yep. high-end wide receiver. Yep. Can you trade Kyron Williams and Keenan Allen for Bijan? Mm. Can you trade Kyron Williams and Devontae Smith for Bijan? Um, I think it's possible, right? Because, like, if you look at Kyron Williams' fantasy points, he scored more than yeah. Bijan Robinson yep. over the past yep. two weeks. So. And you could point to the usage and all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. The usage is there, 99% of snaps or whatever it's it was. It's crazy. Right? As a reminder, there's... 165 people here right now in TikTok. If you are not just a fantasy fan, make sure to go listen to the Full Caps Off podcast recordings. Go to the link in our bio. We have episodes five days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Tuesday and Thursday fantasy episodes. There will be a start sit at five o'clock tonight on TikTok if you have any questions. I know there's a lot of start sits. And then Sunday, we do our pregame show from 12 to 12.50 and then a live watch along from one o'clock 
to 4 o'clock, those early games. We'll build a parlay together. We'll hang out. So make sure to go check out our full episodes. Link is in our bio. And come back uh, tonight at 5 and Sunday as well. This is a really interesting question. This person, Hyphe Knife 007, has, I ha- says, I have Jonathan Taylor. Who should I trade for? Okay. I would I actually flip that personally, okay. and I say, I'm holding Jonathan Taylor right this second. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's injured. Let's just put that out there. Yeah. Adam Schefter, two weeks ago or a week ago, said he could pass the physical right now. Yeah. The NFLPA, there was whatever that was where they're like, we've seen people are faking injuries to try and get paid. That feels like a Jonathan Taylor situation. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, the concern was, oh, well, what, what about the Colts, right? What are they? Well, Zach Moss just had a damn good fucking game. The offense... Not as bad as you maybe thought. Michael Pittman's been formidable. I personally am holding Jonathan Taylor or... Trade for him? Trade for him. Yeah. I want to know your thoughts. I'm 100% with you. Jonathan Taylor just posted that photo on Instagram with him in the Colts facility with all his gear on. Right. Like he's ready to go. Yeah. Right? So he wouldn't have posted that on his own personal Instagram if things weren't okay between him and the Colts. Right. Usually, when teams are negotiating or they're not okay, what do they do? They take off like the team name from their bio. Right. They unfollow yeah, all yeah, their yeah. teammates and coaches and stuff like that. He's doing the opposite. Yep. Okay. So it seems to me like he'll be okay. Now, Anthony Richardson is looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this offense without Jonathan Taylor has been pretty good. It's been really good. You know. So like with Anthony Richardson there, he's also like checking it down a little bit mm-hmm. as well, a little bit more than I thought he would. Um, so I think Jonathan Taylor, like I said, like, like, like you said, um, he's a great buy low. Now, if you are, if you need, let's say you're 0-2 mm. and you can't afford to wait until Jonathan Taylor comes back, that is a situation where I would be looking to trade him yep. and I'll be looking to trade him to the 2-0 and o teams, okay? Because those teams uh, have a little bit to spare. They're more likely mm. to trade for Jonathan Taylor. So yep. let's say there's four 2-0 and o teams in your league and you're 0-2, you have Jonathan Taylor. Those are the teams that I would target. Um, I would try to, you know, just do, do what you can. Maybe you can get two players out of Jonathan yeah. Taylor. You never know. So that's that's kind of how I would I would treat it. But I agree with you. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, Anthony Richardson has surpassed the expectations that were put on him early in the season. Agreed. And I think with Jonathan Taylor, whether he gets traded or not, I could also see a situation where he's, the agent said, all right, you know what? This didn't work out the way we kind of wanted. Let's now flip our script. Let's go back into the locker room. Let's look like the guy on social media that people want to be around. Maybe Jim Ursay is inclined to trade you more after. So I think it's a win-win if you have Jonathan Taylor, especially if you're 2-0. and um, I would also buy law on him. I want to bring this up because we touched on him the entire probably first 15 minutes of the episode. But so many comments are asking, what do I do with Puka Nakua? In a nutshell, what are you doing with Puka Nakua? So I am either, so I'm packaging him up. Mm two for one and try to get these top guys try to get a jamar chase mm. i'm sorry no okay <laughs> try to get justin jefferson right try to get christian mccaffrey try to get Bijan robinson mm. those are the three guys that you cannot do a one for one trade right but you can package them up right now with somebody who needs a wide receiver for example mm. so if i'm trying to get if i'm trying to get um Bijan robinson right you can't do a one for one but that that team might need a wide receiver. Yep. So what you do is you give them a running back that's startable mm. plus Puka Nakua to try to get Bijan. Same thing the other way for Justin Jefferson. That team might be 0-2. Mm. You trade them Puka Nakua uh, and they might need a running back, which is why they're willing to give away Justin Jefferson. And then you give them a, you know, a, a low-end RB1. Yeah. You know, maybe a... Uh, maybe a Josh Jacobs and a Puka. I'm yep. okay with that. Yep. For, for Even though I'm selling Josh Jacobs low and I want to buy him, 
I'm fine doing that. I, I, I'm willing to do that. If you want to upgrade at wide receiver and they don't have anybody behind Justin Jefferson, you trade up Devontae Smith plus a Puka Nakua mm-hmm. for Justin Jefferson. I'm not saying that the, the Justin Jefferson uh, manager is going to accept those trades, but, but those are the type of trades out. that I want to put out there to get feelers for because you never know, man. 0-2 teams get desperate. Well, I think, yeah. I, the, the, pro- the only counter I make to that is it just because of how they've performed in terms of Tyreek and Jettis, I don't, those teams are probably 2-0. Let's clarify. Like, there's a good chance, there's a good chance. Now, if if they, at the 2-3 turn, like, think about it. You got Justin Jefferson, right? right. At the 2-3 turn, if you grabbed, um, if you grabbed Josh Jacobs, mm. that not that might point. not have worked out. Um, you might have grabbed, um, there's a couple other guys who busted around the 2-3 turn as well. Mm. So, like, there's, you know, there's a few teams that might, Justin Jefferson might have done, their, done his thing, but, like, that was the one one the way that you win is most likely is like the, the guys that you drafted in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds came through for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because I think you, you know Jamar Chase usually is going to be on those 0-2 teams and that he might be more available than others. I know you mentioned you're probably not trading for Jamar Chase because of you'd rather target these other guys. Target and I want to clarify guys. what you're saying. Even a Jamar, even any of these, a CD Lambs potentially. Oh, yeah. For so sure. like any of these, I'll, I'll do a one for one. Ceedee Lamb, I'll do it with Puka. Mm-hmm. I'll do a one one for one. AJ Brown, I'll do a one for one. Devonte Smith. Um, who else? I mean, obviously Tyreek Hill. You would have to give another player yep. for Tyreek Hill. Um, but I'm either doing that and upgrading to a legit wide receiver one with Puka, or I'm holding because, like I said earlier, I do believe that Puka, you know, should remain a top twenty wide receiver even if Cooper Cup comes back because yeah. they play different roles. Totally, totally. I mean, there's a, a ton of comments here, but as a reminder, this is only a 45-minute episode, so if you want more, make sure to check us out at 5 o'clock tonight. We're doing a live on TikTok. If you have more questions, there's a lot of questions about start sits and everything. Make sure to tune into that uh, because we cannot get to all these questions. There are a shit ton of them. There are over 100 just pouring in every second. Um, but for us, before we sign off, what would be, like, if you had to wrap up your thoughts heading into week three about fantasy which is a loaded question, <laughs> what would that last thought be? Would it be like, I'm trying to make trades right now. I want to target this person. I don't, I want to hold on this person. I want to, like, what is your, your major overarching thoughts about heading into week three that uh, you can impart on the viewers? Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, don't, um, don't fall in love with your players. Um, you know, just, just know that everybody has a value and be willing to trade anybody at the right trade comes through. Now, you know, if you're in a league that doesn't like the trade, you know, it is what it is. You got to deal with it. You got to pick up guys off the waiver wire. But again, if you're owing to keep just improving your team, pick up guys off the waiver wire. By the way, can I just say one thing, one player everyone should be picking up right now? Jalen Hyatt? No. <laughs> that was so random. That was the most, no, no. Uh, you know, he did, he did play well. On, the Giants might need a wide receiver. So I'm just saying, he's someone that, like, in a couple weeks could be a pickup. So, uh, what are you going to say? Or tonight, you never know. You he know. could. Well, you got to get him right now, then. Yeah. He, you got to get him right now. But uh, Kendry Miller. Yeah. Kendry Miller is still available on waiver wires, guys. He got a full practice in yesterday. Tony Jones is barely an NFL player. Listen, I'm, I'm, barely, a, I'm, barely, a, I'm barely a Pop Warner player, okay? Like, I don't even know if I can nah, make a Pop Warner team. Give yourself more credit. You can, uh, you can cook on JV. I don't know. I don't even know about that, honestly. But uh, <laughs> some of these kids can hit, man. I, I'm, I'm scared. I'm, I'm, I'll be in my office. But... Listen, man, Kendrick Miller, he got a full practice in. I'm a big fan of him as a prospect. You know, unfor- I mean, I love, love, love Jamal Williams as a person. But, you know, I was kind of shitting on Jamal Williams this offseason saying that Kendrick Miller is just a way better yeah, player. Yeah. Unfortunately, the hamstring injury, you know, affected Kendrick, you know, early on and he couldn't get, get, hit, get, get it going. 
But he's a full go now. Jamal Williams is going to miss a few weeks. So it's worth a, it's worth a fly. Because you can start him this week. Yep. All these people need running backs. Why is he on the on 80% of waiver wires today on a Thursday? He should have been picked up on Tuesday night. I did. I threw in five bucks for him of my $100 fab, and nobody else bid. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm like, what is going on here? This is crazy. So pick him up. You can start him this week as an RB2. Uh, and, you know, with Alvin Kamara coming back, Alvin Kamara wasn't the most efficient running back on early downs last year. This could turn into a little bit of a one-two punch. Okay. Well, hey, you said it. He's one of your guys. You've liked Kendra Miller. The other guy that you've liked a lot and you spoke highly of is Puka Nakua before the season, and you hit on that. So that's why you got to make sure to tune in to Faraz at Upper Hand Fantasy. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. So if you are on TikTok right now, make sure to go check him out on Instagram. But hey, this is always fun. I love having you on. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate it. Like we, it's, you're, you're doing amazing stuff. I appreciate you, man. This is so much fun. Um, I'm missing the guys here. Yeah. uh, But uh, hopefully we'll be able to do something like this again soon. We'll do a ton more. And as a reminder, Monday through Friday, we release caps off episodes. So tomorrow we'll be coming out with our predictions episode. If you're looking to bet on the games, get in on the action, gameday.com slash promotions. Tune into that predictions episode tomorrow. Because even though Felipe is not here, we've got a a few things, um, to say about Puka Nakua and oh, the yeah. Rams. Um, and then also Sunday, we're doing a, a pregame show, 12 o'clock to 12.50, and then a live watch along from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. We're streaming the live games. We're placing parlays. We're drinking beers. We're having fun. We're shooting the shit. So make sure to check that out. And then last but not least, there's a lot of fantasy questions here. 5 o'clock tonight, Eastern, start sits. Make sure to tune in, set your reminders. We'll be going live and talking more fantasy. But uh, this is fun. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, anytime, anytime. All right, we'll see you tonight. Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day, starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Parodi, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and at Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. And go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.